spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. I'm John. And we are your real movie guys. It's March, so that can only mean one thing. Real March Madness. Tale as old as time, Pixar versus Disney. In a brawl to end it all, we have selected eight films from each studio. A total of 16 movies will battle head-to-head for superiority. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Disney's Aladdin. A kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier vie for a magic lamp that has the power to make their deepest wishes come true. Now, John, I would say Aladdin might be one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. And I would say I completely... And utterly agree. Nice. <laughs> I like when we agree. I was getting a little scared there. I don't know. After our Forgetting Sarah Marshall review, if you haven't oh. seen that, check it out. I get a little nervous when we get to things that we really like or don't like because oofa. I was really young when I saw Aladdin. I mean, we were born, we were born 88. So this came out in 92. Aladdin is Disney at its highest point as far as animation and character work. Now, John, would you agree with that, that sentiment? Overall, I would say 98% of this movie has not aged a day watching it today as I did from when it first came out. And I think that the color choices in this movie mm-hmm. really popped in ways that like they did so well. So we have the whole Agrabah desert setting, which in hindsight, it, it could be like kind of like plain, right? I mean, what is it? Just sand? But they, they kind of go beyond that. Like, especially when they go to like the night scenes, there's a lot of purples cast, a lot of like mystery colors, a lot of blues thrown in there. And then the daylight scenes are bright and vibrant. The colors really shine. Something interesting that really popped out for me, which I never noticed before, is when they're in the palace and we see characters walking, they actually cast a reflection on the palace floor. That's pretty impressive for animation standards because usually you would think like, oh, they'll just like throw a shadow or do nothing at all in a lot of respects. No, they actually made it that gloss finish. They actually gave it that like majestic finish to the floor. And there's details like that throughout the whole movie. The thing that really works for this film, like you said, I think the color is a major contribution to that. The genie is this bright, vibrant blue color, right? He just stands out like nobody's business. But at the same time, he fits perfectly in that world. He just has, he adds like a magical feeling versus Jafar's like red colors. When we get to that later on in the movie, when he starts using magic, they feel so different and stand out. But at the same time, they really do fit into the movie. We have to acknowledge the characters are what make this movie. The story is interesting though, too. I don't want to skate around that. I made a little bit of discussion when we talked about Snow White, where I feel like they just adapted Snow White. Like they took the fairy tale Disney and were like, all right, this is the story we're telling. We're just going to straight up adapt it. That's what we're telling. You can argue there's maybe a little lack of imagination there. Not so much with the animation, but with the story they were adapting. I didn't feel like they did anything necessarily special to the story. Aladdin, on the other hand, while Aladdin's a very popular story, it's been told a million times for gods we know, they took it and they enhanced the story. They made it more interesting. And while maybe the changes aren't necessarily that significant to the story, the characters that were designed enhanced that story tenfold for me. Though being, of course, 
the genie. This movie, hands down, is the Robin Williams show. They literally took a man, a real-life animated man, and animated him in a movie. I think from what I remember, like, looking up when they, they've talked about this movie for years, is that he was, like, the only choice for the genie in this movie. Like, when they were designing the genie, it was Robin Williams. His facial expressions, his mannerisms, everything he did is Robin Williams. It's crazy to see the two next to each other. They're, they're so synonymous with one another. When you look at some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and you'll see Robin Williams in the booth. They'll put a genie on the picture screen next to him. You can just understand like how he's so much into that character. He did that character so good. Nobody can do the genie ever again. Well, it's funny you say that because then we had the 2019 Aladdin. And it's not that that's bad necessarily. Will Smith did a good job as the genie. I think you can have a little bit of a discussion there with that. But Robin Williams made that character his own in such a way that anybody else doing it just doesn't feel right because he is that character. Very seldomly do you find a role and a character. Those two people, the actor and the character, combine so strongly that you can't separate the two. Like without Robin Williams, there is no genie. And you can tell like it's all Robin Williams comedy. Granted, it's it's the more toned down Robin Williams, not some of his raunchier stuff he was known earlier for. Nonetheless, amazing Robin Williams comedy. It's so strong in this movie. It's almost like, I would say it's overpowering. I don't know if you would agree with that. Like when he takes into a scene, he almost takes over the whole show. It's like, all right, I'm here. I'm defending it. No matter what else is going on, if the genie's in a scene, that's who you're focused on. That's where the movie really wants to be with at times. He was able to take over a room when he walked in, like as the genie does when the genie's in the room, like. Nothing else, everything else seems minuscule to the genie because <laughs> now, he's the great powerful. Right. And do you have like a classic genie scene? Is there one in particular? There's, there's so many we could talk about, but is there one in particular that you really like from the genie? Oh, just, I love the whole opening scene. Like the first time we get to see the genie when he starts doing the song mm -hmm. and then at the end where they go applause and he's got the thing and nobody's clapping and he's just <laughs> like, oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of my favorites, too, is when he's describing, like, what you can and can't wish for. He's like, I can't make people fall in love. And he does, like, the whole, like, I can't bring people back from the dead. It's not a pretty picture. I don't like doing it. Like, he just, he brings such a hype and excitement oh, yeah. to everything he says. But at the same time, there's a kindness that comes out of oh, the genie. There truly is, like, a love and compassion you sense from the character. And Robin Williams can really, like, flip the switch on that. And it feels... Maybe it doesn't feel natural because it feels so over the top, but you know it's natural because that's how Robin Williams is. He's able to yeah. really translate himself as a person into that character. I don't want this to be the Robin Williams show. I, I don't want this because that wouldn't be fair. There are other people in this movie that we need to talk about. Scott Weiner does the voice of Aladdin. I think he's great. I think he has like a very endearing voice acting quality to him. I really like his interactions with Jasmine, Linda Larkin, who does the voice of Princess Jasmine. The two characters really have great chemistry together. I, I really believe that. Not even that. It's nice to see they don't make Jasmine the complete princess who's the prize to be won. I, I like how they kind of try to circumvent that a little bit. Even though arguably towards the end she literally becomes the, the prize or damsel in distress at the end of the movie. Early on they really try to bring about like a change with the princess character. Like She feels stronger, independent, has her own mind. Versus Aladdin just sees the world as it is and he doesn't like where he's stuck and he wants, he dreams of something more. That classic Disney character trope that I think a lot of people really do love and relate to is wanting something that's out of your grasp and doing whatever you can to achieve it. That really works in this movie overall. I, re I really like that. 
Jasmine is one of my favorite princesses all, all time. I just like her character, the way she acts. She's not one of those pushover princesses either. Just the way she talks and the way she acts. And then she's got this like pet tiger with her. She was your crush, wasn't she? She was a little, little John's crush there when he was a kid. His first That's crush right. was Princess Jasmine. <laughs> very, very, very pretty girl. Very pretty girl. It was his, his <laughs> first crush. Little, little baby John watching the Aladdin. I love Princess Jasmine. That's what he was like. I'm going to marry that girl someday. I was like, I'll take her on a magic carpet ride. Oh boy. <laughs> now we continue the theme with, I think the strongest Disney movies, strongest animated movies in that comparison are as only strong as your villain. And wow, this movie does not disappoint with Jafar. Jafar and Yago. I actually give them the combination. The two of them together are two of my favorite antagonists in a movie. Jafar voiced by Jonathan Freeman and Yago voiced by the grading intolerable at times. Gilbert Gottfried. Those two characters combined are perfect. I absolutely love everything. I will say this is one of my dislikes for this. Not a dislike for a movie. It's kind of one of those like joking ha-has. You really didn't know Jafar was a villain the whole time. You look at that man and you tell me he's not a villain. And you couldn't tell me he was the villain by looking at that guy. They, they all need to get their eyes checked seriously. But I digress. Jafar is witty. He's funny. Menacing. He encapsulates everything I like in a villain in this movie. Well, one thing I will say about this movie too, and I think, I don't know, Disney seems to do a very good job of this. They like to make very annoying bird characters. Yago is so annoying sometimes. There's times where I'm like, just leave. Like He I almost walk- gets there, right? Like you're, you're just about to break when he's on screen, hearing him squawk <laughs> and do his thing. But it just it just reels back like just in time i would argue like, like it's almost there for me every time but then it's like okay well all right they, they knew like enough was enough right they like, never go full they never go full yago they go like three-fourths of the way yago on you like it makes me happy when he gets crackers shoved in his mouth <laughs> jafar is like that too throughout this whole movie the comedy going back into it like we again we praise it being the robin williams show i think there's a, a strong feeling here that this is the jafar show a lot of the times especially when he's insulting people Prince Abubu. <laughs> like he, Prince has, Abubu. he has these lines that just come out of him or is like little quips like like snake like I can be and he turns into a giant snake he really has a lot of comedy behind him more than you would think and even some of his little interactions with the Sultan who's this stupid bumbling fool which I, I like that character too he's not really super stand out anyway I think he's actually enhanced by his interactions with Jafar like Jafar's like uh, reading the law like if the princess doesn't get married oh she'll have to what is this she'll have to marry me and then he takes the uh, the snake staff and he's like the princess will marry me and the uh, sultan goes back to him but you're so old it's <laughs> like this face of, like again like these interactions these characters are memorable just for how they are especially Jafar's song towards the end of the movie. We're going to go into music a little bit deeper, but when he has his whole like Prince Ali, what is he not? Did you know him? Like he has like this all like little like happy song about him finally winning. Like that's a villain right there. Like he really encompasses of what it means to be a villain. And even the climax of this movie, the final battle is a different battle than you would think in a movie like this. Like you would expect some big fight scene between the main characters. And while it has some of that, with the snake and Aladdin where they're kind of fighting each other a little bit. It really just ends on using your mind over muscle. Aladdin just uses his mind to trick Jafar into turning himself into a genie and saving the day. The fact that like they tricked Jafar into becoming a genie mm-hmm. was very like a smart way to do it. I too. like that. I really like that. And the, this genie scene is one of my favorites, like seeing him turn into a genie. That's a really beautiful piece of animation right there. Just the way they build it up. And you're like, Oh my God, what have they done? Like you really, 
feel that like pit in your stomach almost a little bit and then you're like oh that's right remember when they were talking about the genie being shackled to the lamp it plays back in your head that that was the right choice and i think that really works for kids it shows kids that they they can use their mind as well like you don't have to be the strongest to win a battle sometimes you just got to be the smartest i really like that theming it's something you'll be interested to hear me finally say is the pacing actually works in this movie oh, <laughs> every movie we've been watching so far i'm like this this is this is slow there's dead spots <laughs> never in aladdin i feel like aladdin almost gets there at times where it's about to be a little bit slow and then it flips a switch and it's like all right we got to go forward so they put in a musical number they put in a couple jokes uh, they keep it just, right right they keep it going say, yeah they keep it going <laughs> And then we have to go into the music. This is my favorite music in a Disney movie. All the songs. And you can make the argument here that Robin Williams isn't really singing. He's kind of doing the talk singing. We've seen it. We've seen it utilized well nowadays, too. Um, Moana, I always think about, too, where we have The Rock singing You're Welcome. It's the same kind of thing. You don't have to be the greatest singer. You have to have the right tone, the right personality, the right lyrics. And you have yourself something special there. And all these songs to me are just memorable. I mean, Aladdin, the opening song, like you get to learn so much about Aladdin and just the opening scene about how clever he is, how fast, how witty, but he also has some heart to him. Like you really learn a lot in these songs about these characters. It's just one of those things that not only enhance the whole movie, but the songs alone you can listen to anytime. And that's what I think like a lot of good movies don't always have. The songs work good in the movies. Right. But outside of the movie, they're like nothing. Yeah, I mean, you have the genie song, which is phenomenal from head to toe. I mean, it's so catchy. It's beyond recognizable. I can show you the world, the magic carpet ride scene. That song is absolutely beautiful and really builds that relationship between these characters rather quickly because the the plot needs it. It doesn't want to spend all this time around just like, oh, will they, won't they kind of relationship. They're like, all right, we're going to give you this beautiful song that really encapsulates what these characters are looking for. This movie knows how to use its music and knows how to enhance the story it's telling. And I feel like that's what music and animated films should be used for. Disney's truly the best at that when it comes to that. I, I found very other few studios, even honestly, if any I can think of right off the top of my head, that can do it like Disney can. As much as I love this movie, there's a couple just little, itty bitty little things I have to talk about <laughs> when it comes to this movie. Um, some of the genie cultural references do age this movie a little bit. They're not terrible. John's son, right? If he goes and watches this movie, is he going to get some of the jokes that are in here? Like, is he really going to get like a Jack Nicholson reference? Or is he going to get a Rodney Dangerfield reference? Like, oh, he's killing me. He's killing me. And he's pulling his shirt. He's not going to get that. Like, you know what I mean? That, that, that It dates the movie. And for what it's worth, I think, unfortunately, the genie being as great as he is as a character started a weird shift we got to see in future animated movies where we had that cultural wall-breaking style and character start to kind of creep into the movies that came after this to less success i don't think they were ever implemented as well as the genie one thing i could think of is ironically was remember the movie fern gully that animated film robin williams is in that as batty the bat and he's kind of like a pseudo genie where he's like breaking the fourth wall like with all these cultural jokes and stuff Again, not nearly as effective, of course, as the genie, but it's like, what what are you doing? Like, you're just trying to capitalize on that. Or more famously, I think a lot of people remember is Shrek with all its like cultural jokes thrown in there. And it's oh, look how timely we are with all our, our references. They're taking that energy of the genie and they're putting it into their movie to try and capitalize on that. It's a positive and negative for me. What came after that? Again, 
as for as great as the genie is, he kind of brought on a little bit of hell spawn after him. But again, you, you can't deny how great the genie is in this movie. I won't let the negative that came after that affect this film. Not at all. <laughs> Last okay. thing I'll say is um, there is some really ugly CGI in this movie. I guess Disney was really trying to explore the, the, the next step, which we eventually we got to Pixar. Hey, which, they're, which they're versing. Oh, what a coincidence. Disney really kind of started to, they, they had some good CGI. The um, cave of wonders is absolutely beautiful. When that rises out of the ground and we have that whole scene that looks really good. And they blended it very well. I think they found a smart blend of CG and hand-drawn animation that worked well together and complemented itself. Then you go later on when Aladdin's trying to escape the cave of wonders. We have this weird, like first person perspective when he's on the magic carpet. Again, it's probably like not even a minute long under that it has to be under a minute where he's trying to escape and you see like they have like this weird like almost disney park crap ride that he's going on <laughs> and it's like whoa and you see like they have like all these cg elements in there that's pretty ugly that's pretty horrifying to be honest for me again i think disney was just testing the waters at that point which we're going to see that later on a happy medium for them i think always just was like blending the two together if you blend cg with hand-drawn i think that's the way to go so i think we're at that point we're going to give our final scores I'm going to give Disney's Aladdin an A+. Movie's legendary, in my opinion. This is, if not, one of the best Disney films ever made. I think the characters all work. The story's memorable. The animation is beyond top-notch. Still holds up to today. This movie is a classic. I I can't wait you know, to enjoy this with my kids, to share this movie over and over again. I always have a good time. It always finds a way to make me smile. It always finds a way to make me laugh. This movie really works for me on every level. John, where do you stand with this film? This movie is easy and easily an A-plus for me. Definitely a top-of-the-shelf movie. Great Disney movie. Amazing animated movie. Great songs, characters. The whole nine yards. So an awesome movie. It's going to be an interesting battle, I think, ahead where Aladdin's going to have to go up against Monsters, Inc. The two movies do very different things. So it's going to be interesting to see how we wager what's better, right? I, I can't wait to see how that discussion happens. So make, guys, make sure you join us for that. That video should be dropping very soon after this one, probably within the next day or so. John, yeah. where can the people find us at home? You can check all that out on YouTube at The Real Movie Guys on YouTube. You can find us there. You can like it, subscribe, let us know your opinion in the comments. Watch our other videos of Snow White we have had. And we also have had Toy Story. And you can also see our comparison of those two, too, coming up. It's going to be a very interesting March Madness we have for you. You can keep interact with us on Twitter also, and also on Instagram. You can also listen to this podcast on many podcasting platforms such as yes for your listening pleasure we are also available in podcast format itunes spotify anchor google podcast overcast breaker radio public and pocket Casts. be sure to give us a listen to any of those fine places if you already are right now hey greatly appreciate it just search out real movie guys we should pop right up thank you again all so much for joining us for this episode of the real review my name's kevin that guy over there he's john we are your real movie guys real guys real movies real thoughts the battle rages on as Real March Madness Disney versus Pixar continues. We'll catch you next time. See ya!